Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, y'all. Seven Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by the Armchair All-Americans as a part of the Armchair Media Network. Hey, doesn't Rob usually say that? Yes. Yes, he does. But today, it is I, A.G. Marchese, who doth say it. Why? Because today is a very special episode of Seven Rounds in Heaven. It's our yearly Football Guys Guide to the 92nd Academy Awards. Uh, Usually we do this on our other podcasts, but that podcast is now dead. And a part of the deal that I made with Rob to kill that podcast was to keep this specific episode alive. I know nobody actually tunes in to hear me, so don't worry, Rob. TikTok is the new cinema. Paul is still here. Yes, normally I read that intro and it's a lot better. <laughs> uh, he's salty and he's not happy to be here. Uh, joining alongside us is our award show course correspondent, Chris. I've got some things to say, Matsukis. Thanks for having me, y'all. I got some things to say, but uh, I'll save it for the pod. And the shadow producer himself, James, retire Richard Jewell's jersey barber. Thank you. Thank you very much. Never forget. Today's show, we're going to go through all the important categories of the Oscars, talk some flicks, break down the betting odds, uh, all the odds are courtesy of my bookie, by the way, and see how much we can really annoy Rob. Uh, let's jump right into this bad boy, starting off with best original screenplay. Uh, I'm going to give you the odds. The favorite is Parasite at minus 250, 250. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood at plus 125, Marriage Story at plus 1200, 1917 and Knives Out tied for last at plus 3,500. So basically how we're going to do the show is we're going to go around the horn, give our personal pick, a.k.a. who we'd be giving the award to, and our prediction for actually who will take on the award on Sunday night. Uh, let's throw it to our correspondent first, Chris Matsukis, for his picks. To say a lot in a few words, um, my personal pick is Parasite, and my prediction is also Parasite. I went back and forth on that, but uh, I'll save a bit for later. James, yeah, my personal pick as well as Parasite. I think that uh, I think that's what probably convinced me one of the most about the movie is just how freaking funny it was when I was going through it. And then I have uh, the one I actually think is going to get it is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I think we're going to have to cap a little bit how much we love Parasite, unfortunately. Yeah, that sounds fair. And uh, Rob, I also went Parasite personal and as prediction, but agree with James. It's very close between that and Once Upon a Time. So, we have a unanimous pick. I also have a personal pick for Parasite. But my prediction is also Once Upon a Time in Hollywood at plus 125. I don't know, man. It just feels yeah. like the Academy can... First of all, let's get this out of the way. The Academy loves Hollywood. That's any movie about Hollywood? <laughs> that much we do suck, know. The Academy is racist. And the Academy <laughs> is racist. Let's get those two facts out of the way first off. <laughs> Lots of facts. So, second of all, I, I think... I think the, the Parasite love might have to be capped. I think I agree with James. Uh, Not- I think part part of the problem is it was so, like, out of the blue. It got so much hype because it was out of the blue. And if you went in watching it not knowing anything, mm-hmm. it, it like, it, 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 you see expectations. But then 
if you go in seven months later and you've heard all about Parasite for months, I think it kind of, like, it doesn't disappoint, but maybe it doesn't reach those sky-high expectations where Once Upon a Time is so Quentin Tarantino that no matter what, you kind of go in with this certain expectation, he always hits it. Whether that tops Parasite, I don't know, but... Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, do I know. think... Yeah, I think Sorry. this is probably of of the categories the one where even though I, I have the one I, I hope wins, where I can see the Academy going a lot of different ways on it. Like I even if I'm trying to think of marriage story, I think this is if they're going to win one, this is probably one of the ones they might, maybe an acting category. Mm-hmm. But I, I think more just like what separates marriage story from some of the other ones is the script. Um, so I feel like if it gets one it could be this. But yeah, I, I think I'm still I'm not convinced necessarily that I'm gonna going to give Parasite sort of the, the win on this one. I, I, I think this is the most interesting category. 100%. Mm-hmm. I think because each movie has such a different style too, just from like the writing to the cinematography to the way it was shot, all of that. I, I, it's just such a unique like group of movies that, I mean, I wouldn't be upset if any of these movies won it, to be honest. I'd be upset if 1917 won. Oh, really? Yeah, we can agree on that. It's fair. The, for, think- for screenplay? Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna take home so many technical awards too, mm-hmm. like except for editing, obviously. But yeah, it's just being greedy, really. <laughs> Let, okay, I got a hot take. I'll start with a hot take. I think Once Upon a Time in Hollywood's like one of Tarantino's weaker screenplays. There's there's so much driving, man. There's a lot of ninety five percent of the movies. You just don't like the, the driving. No, I like I like I the it, driving, but that's a lot of it for screenplay. Play. Yeah, for, fair for screenplay, I guess. <laughs> I, I, I'm very much pro-driving scenes in this movie, but I guess for screenplay, yeah, it works against it. Whereas Parasite, it's like every little thing matters. I think that's why it's both my personal pick and my prediction is mm-hmm. I, I don't know how you... I, basically, the reason Once Upon a Time will win is because, one, AJ said Hollywood. Two, it's Tarantino. Three, yeah. it's just so absurd. But Parasite, to me, is so much more clever, I guess. Oh, I agree. Totally it's agree. It's a lot more you. intricate. Yeah, and, and like, like it's got it's okay. First of all, if you haven't seen Parasite, go watch Parasite. <laughs> it's insane with the violence. It it takes you there where if you go in not knowing anything, you have no idea it's going down that path. Mm-hmm. Just the best way it, to watch it. F- yes, which is how I watched it. It's funny as fuck yeah. at certain parts. And, like, even the end, it just all comes together in such a clean way. I, I thought, like, right off the bat, this uh, Parasite emerges you in, like, such a unique world of the movie. Mm-hmm. Yes. It feels so, like, like it, it feels almost alien, but maybe that's because we're, we're, we live in Canada. But mm-hmm. <laughs> we're just not familiar. But it feels so, so, just so different. And, like, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was great. Like, you could definitely get the feel of 1960s Hollywood, but... I don't know, and personally, I love Quentin Tarantino, and I thought the dialogue was a little lacking in this movie, to, to be completely honest. I think that's right. I, I'd like to, before we, uh, before we finish here, the one we I haven't did. talked about yet, um, I'm going to give a shout-out to Knives Out. Mm-hmm. I just The fact that it's in this category sort of speaks to why the movie works. Um, I, I freaking loved it, and I thought it was sort of... The, the reason that it was so goddamn good is because all the characters and the way they, like their lines with one another. I thought there were so many great, just like the conversations between them as sort of just everyone. I like, there were specific conversations I just kept remembering afterwards. If I were to bet on a long shot, I would give it to Knives Out. I think Knives Out being uh, nominated is a slap in the face to Logan Lucky (laughs) because it wasn't nominated when Logan Lucky is a similar style movie and much better. That's my take. You know what? I think that's, you know what it is for Knives Out though? It's like, 
it flips the whole whodunit category on its head and like kind of parodies it and you know what I mean? It's a great mm-hmm. movie. No, it, it is great. I'm just so bitter about Logan Lucky still. Okay, I got what's, one more. What's, sorry, what's the over under on Logan Lucky mentions? Fifteen and a half. Okay, perfect. Yeah. I got that in our favorite movie ever. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I got one more thing on Knives Out. Uh, if you didn't hear, they just said that they're making a sequel. It's going to revolve around Daniel Craig's character. Yeah, they're making a sequel. It's going to revolve around Daniel Craig's character, but he isn't locked in for the role yet. So I want to hear your auditions right now for that character, please, starting with James. You kind of got to sound like molasses coming out of your mouth. <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> Chris. Uh, somebody hired me here, but I don't know who. <laughs> Rob. I'm going to do it my way, not his respect. way. So. I respect that. That was it. That was it? <laughs> yeah, that was it. <laughs> okay, I give it to James. The, the joke, oh he's, he's locked in, but this, this movie is real. Oh, yeah, because James looks kind of the same. He, he does look <laughs> as, the most like Daniel 55 Craig. 55-year-old Daniel Craig, yeah. yeah. James is my next Bond, too. So. Oh, God. The whiter Bond. Big blame. <laughs> all right, Parasite is the personal pick. For all of us, exactly. Yeah. Let's move on to adapted screenplay. Still pretty up in the air. Uh, pretty strong category overall. I'll hit it. The favorite, surprisingly, kind of late push. Uh, Jojo Rabbit at minus 250. Little Women is plus 150. Uh, the Irishman's plus 1,000. Joker's plus 5,500. And The Two Popes is plus 6,500. <laughs> Respect. Chris, we'll start with you again. Personal pick and prediction. So, my personal pick went back and forth a couple times here. I think my game time decision personal pick is going to be Jojo Rabbit. Um, and that's also my prediction as well. Um... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Strong words, mm-hmm. James. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I had the exact same thing as Chris. I think I'm I have close with Little Women as my number two prediction, mm. but I think for my personal and the one I think is going to get is JoJo. I think the late push, and I think the One Piece two is they got the Writers Guild, which was the one that yeah. sort of like brought it up at the end. So I I think I'm more confident for sure than I was in original. Uh, Robbie. This is a two-person race. It's between Little Women and Jojo Rabbit. I go personal Jojo Rabbit and prediction also Jojo Rabbit, although Little Women is probably the movie that exceeded my expectations by far the most. I I agree with all four of you guys. My personal pick is Jojo Rabbit. My prediction is Little Women. I think we're going to see a little upset here. I, I think that's pretty fair. I, the Academy's sexist. <laughs> there are a lot of things. I don't know. I feel like I feel like they're not going to ignore Little Women, and this is going to be the one where they give it the nod. But, but they didn't even nominate Greta for director, and they they nominated Martin Scorsese. Yeah, but are you like, are we surprised, Rob? But yeah, are they going to say no? But like Todd Phillips is nominated. Martin Scorsese <laughs> and Todd Phillips both shouldn't be nominated over Greta Gerwig for director. We're talking about. Adapted screenplay, though, so... No, I, dude, I agree with you. I think both of those nominations are a little weak, but I'm not surprised by either of them. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Uh, do you think... Do do any of you guys think Irishman, Joker, or Two Popes have any chance at this? No. No. I, I, no. I do, I, so, do uh, uh, I do. respect Irishman just because it was probably a very long script, so that was a lot of typing. <laughs> so I think we need to call them out <laughs> for that. Boy. Whoever. That would but. suck. <laughs> uh, so I think, although... I, basically every category outside of the screenplays has a massive favorite that I think the favorites are probably going to clean up in all of those. Yeah. Even with screenplay being the least obvious, it's both a two-person or two-film race for both, I think. They say uh, they say each minute of screen time is a page of the script. So what, Irishman is like 
400-page <laughs> script. And they, they ran out of paper. And half of those pages are just his daughter staring at him, so... <laughs> so Pause. Funny. I didn't understand... Like, I mean, I understood it. She knew. She knew. She knew? Mm-hmm. She knew he painted houses. Can we... Should we Should we talk the Irishman here and now? Does anyone really enjoy this movie? Why? Why? No. No. Terrible. Extremely mild feelings about it. Although, I was happy it was on Netflix. It made it so much easier. It's true. Mm-hmm. Except, yeah, it, w- it was one of the ones where I think we all talked about it. I sort of had to think a lot in advance about when I was going to watch it. Because I was literally just like, I have a Saturday, nothing's going on. I don't need to see anybody for six hours. I can make my way through it. You know what I don't? I don't like starting this movie when the sun was up. And then by the time you're over, it's midnight. So I'm a year older. It's bedtime. <laughs> I watched it like a like a Netflix series over three days. So. I feel like that's the best way to watch it. I, I was going to say, I feel like I criticized you for when you told us that. But looking back, I'm jealous I didn't think of it first. If, if the Oscars were in like... October? Would you surprise if like the Irishman was favored for everything? I think ju- just for timing, I think yeah, that would be that would be fair. Like it's kind of had its run and the hype's kind of died and people are like, yeah, this isn't that good. But I think also part of the conversation was because it was so long. Yeah, like that. <laughs> that's what kept it in there. Mar- Marty knew what he was I, doing. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I've heard anyone really bang the table for it. No, at all though. I I. Adnan Verk has pounded the table for it. I love Adnan, but I it's part- very very specific. <laughs> I know, but he does it a lot, and he, he hosts a movie podcast. And uh, I hard disagree with Adnan though. <laughs> Even Bill Simmons hates it. So. Yeah, Even Bill, that makes sense. What other podcasts <laughs> liked or hated this movie? <laughs> All right, uh, let's get on to the, the acting categories. Start off with the actor. Uh, best supporting, uh, Brad Pitt is a massive favorite at minus four thousand. <laughs> After that, it doesn't really matter. But let's read through it. Uh, Joe Pesci is plus eleven hundred. Actually, uh, the odds have gone up pretty big mm-hmm. for him the, the last couple days. Al Pacino is plus two thousand. Tom Hanks is plus twenty five hundred, and Anthony Hopkins is plus forty five hundred. Uh, let's go reversed. Rob, hit us off first. Well, reverse would start with you. Yeah, look, shut up. I'm finishing that. last always. Um, okay, so. I think pretty obviously everyone's picking Brad Pitt as their prediction. I assume everyone's picking Brad Pitt as their personal pick. So I think the more interesting question is who would come second? And uh, for me, so I go Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt, and then Joe Pesci for second, in my opinion. I agree. Chris? Yeah, I would I would agree with that too on all, all faces of that question. James? Yeah, I had the exact same thing. Okay. Um, so like Pesci and Pacino were kind of even money the last couple of days, which kind of shocked me. So I think Pesci's performance is so much better than Pacino's. Yeah, I, I think as a actual performance where he's doing a character, especially because it's not the kind of stuff he's done that often, Pesci. And we haven't seen him too much, too. Yeah, and, and I actually really like the fact that it was really different and kind of just like, even if it was a little bit quieter, I liked all of his scenes in the movie more than I did Al Pacino's, I think. Uh, me too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Can we talk about uh, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood since it's the only opportunity to talk about it? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, we can. Yeah, we definitely can. <laughs> okay, I I went in like I was I was curious as why Tom X is supporting because I knew it was a Mr. Robinson movie. I'm like, yeah, how can this? Mr- it's about the writer. It's about the right. Ru- Thanks, Rob. I didn't know. <laughs> Rob watched it. <laughs> it's about the writer, exactly. But I, I thought this was still gonna be a plain Jane. Okay, it's Mr. Robinson. Whatever. Uh, no, I like that this movie was really creative. Mm-hmm. Like. Yeah. The bits where like he's like hallucinating. Well, it's a dream, but like in the in the little tower. I don't know. I like that movie a lot. The movie had a lot of heart. Hanks was pretty good. 
But I love Matthew Reeves. Yeah, I think it wasn't. I was yeah, it was the same thing. I was expecting it to be a little more just straight than yeah, I yeah. than it ended up being. Even just like at the beginning, when it sort of has the how he introduces the characters mm-hmm. in it, and I think especially what we're talking about Tom Hanks's um, portrayal. I like every scene he wasn't in. I kind of wished he was back. Like anytime he wasn't there, I'm like I I want to just see him back. Made you, made you like fall in love with with him all over again. <laughs> so good. Both Hanks and uh, Mr. Robinson. Yeah. <laughs> the two. Mm-hmm. Fellas, anything else you guys want to talk about in this category? Like Brad Pitt, just so overwhelming. We get, let's talk his performance, yeah. like because well, Cliff, Bo- well, Cliff Booth's an instant uh, classic character. Sorry, Chris. I, I can't remember the first name of her, but the director who directed Neighborhood, and um, like last year she did. Can you ever forgive me? And I just thought I don't know. It was a pretty yeah. interesting. Didn't know that going back yeah. to back like that in the Oscars. I mean, I did enjoy Can You Ever Forgive Me More, but I know it's not really about that. Um, but it I don't is know. She, she's got range. Still two for two. She is, yeah. Like kind of up and coming a bit, and really interesting uh, director to keep your eye on. Like, so, sorry, can I just say something? Of course. AJ said Mr. Robinson like seven. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> it's because I think Eddie Murphy's uh, portrayal of <laughs> its bit is so good. I always confuse it. Like that. That <laughs> he's my Mr. Robinson. I, saw. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Perfect. I know. Um, Okay, no, let's, let's talk Cliff Booth. What, what are you guys' takes on him? It was the perfect role for Brad Pitt, and Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt, the, the Brad Pitt role, yeah. and just played Brad Pitt. Mm-hmm. Brad just Pitt. Just, like, fit like a glove. It was too good. It was like a flex that he still he still got his fastball. It's true. I also feel that was probably, for me, the thing that rounded out the movie the most was that character. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that made me just sort of, where I sort of pushed that movie up as a whole in some of the other categories was because I liked his role was- so much. Like, his character was both... Somehow, he, he was clearly not a good person, and mm-hmm. you immediately buy into his character the whole time and kind of root for his character, even though, again, not a great guy. Mm-hmm. And it's just because Brad Pitt's playing it so well. Like, this guy probably murdered his wife. We just... We don't care. <laughs> yeah, we it just like ignore it because of Brad Pitt's jar. And, all that, <laughs> and yeah. he, he's he clearly it? makes stuff up about himself throughout the movie. Like, when he fight, fights Bruce Lee, that mm-hmm. scene's... Cl- like, he's just imagining that while he's drinking beer on on the roof and that's clearly not how it happened because if you watch the scene when he originally starts fighting bruce lee there's a group of people around but then when this like that fight kind of ends there's nobody around because he just he remembers it different than how it happened and like you just can't trust him throughout the movie yet you still do Mm -hmm. that's fair Leo can trust him and that's all that matters and uh, I also just kind of want to keep seeing Brad Pitt doing acceptance speeches so oh that's what I was going to say guys been crushing it (laughs) there's a a big prop about if you'll bring Jennifer Aniston as a date don't touch that prop oh don't go close (laughs) AJ's got the inside scoop Brad Pitt is both somehow one of the like biggest actors ever coolest actors ever and like still seems like the, the guy like you'd want to go have a beer with like i don't think i could hang with leo but i think i could hang with brad pitt it's true nobody nobody drives a convertible like brad pitt i tell you also you're not a 22 year old girl rob you can't hang out with leo so 22 is kind of old for me <laughs> i i felt dirty saying 18 so i went to 22 <laughs> i respect that yeah good call uh let's move on to best supporting actress uh I feel like this this category is kind of wide open, but the odds uh, differ. No, I hard disagree. Uh, okay, Rob, we'll get there in a second. <laughs> <laughs> Laura Dern is a huge favorite of mine's 2000. Uh, Margot Robbie's uh, plus 1,000. Florence Pugh is plus 1,500. 
ScarJo is plus 2,000. And uh, Kathy Bates is plus 4,500. Uh, Chris, pick and just, prediction. Just, uh, I'm keeping it keeping it in theme, just like the last category. My personal pick is the prediction, and it is also the favorite, Laura Dern. James? Yeah, I have the same. I do sort of also call it a split on my favorite between Laura Dern and Florence Pugh. Um, I, I don't think she's going to win, but in terms of especially just the fact that she's younger and up and coming and done a lot of good stuff this year and some of her other stuff too. Uh, so, I, yeah, I think I like them both a lot. I'm confident in Laura Dern. Robbie? I don't understand how Margot Robbie is a bigger favorite than Florence Pugh, Agreed. first of all. Yeah. Or Scarlett Johansson, for that matter. Um, second, I personal picks Laura Dern. Predictions, Laura Dern. I also think combination of her, which I it, it shouldn't come into effect, but just kind of her history as an actor mm-hmm. playing into it like that the academy is, like has a lot of respect for it so i think that's why she's such a big favorite i okay let me rephrase i, I just don't know if the category is the strongest but laura dern is my personal pick and my prediction because she was easily my favorite performance of this bunch she played the perfect lawyer you're supposed mm-hmm. to hate yeah the character was great the performance was great like my second one thing i, yeah, go ahead. I will say is it it's so similar to the character she played in um uh that show that I watched that no one else watched. Um, Pretty Little Lies. About lying. Pretty you know, Little Liars? I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's something like that, though. Big Little Lies? Did you know? Yeah. Yes, Big Little Lies. It's oh, like she's right, basically right. playing that same person, so I just, like, while watching it, that's who mm. I thought of the whole time. Yeah, like, like, I thought, like, Robbie was strong. No. Like, she was fine. Like, she was I, good. I, I don't know how she, she how is she second, and yeah. uh, what's-her-name isn't even nominated. Who? Oh, um, not sh- Nicole Kidman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Nicole Kidman mm-hmm. was better than Margot Robbie. I 100 percent agree. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how they came to those odds. I really would love to know, but. And Florence totally Pugh was amazing. Yeah. And Florence Pugh, James already mentioned, up and coming. She's killing it right now. She, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys have seen Fighting with Your Family, the WWE movie that I watched. That's where like she kind of started like taking off, and now she's gonna be in the Black Widow movie. And she's just awesome. And Midsummer over the Midsummer. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kathy Bates should not have been nominated. That's my take. The movie's bad. Her performance is solid, but like she she had like two scenes that, that she kind of. That brings up the conversation. She's just the fifth throw-in because they didn't have somebody else, right? Yeah, I think so. Just around out yeah. the five because they need five yeah. because they what they didn't have uh, J Lo. <laughs> Come on now. They should have. Did you watch Hustlers? <laughs> no, I just thought it'd be fun as hell. I should watch it. <laughs> Should have nominated Nicole Kidman over Kathy Bates. Just gonna say that too. Uh, agreed. Um, who who'd your second picks be? Rob, you said ScarJo, right? No, I said Florence. Oh, Pugh. sorry, James. Yeah, I was Florence Pugh. I I did like in that movie. I could it was two completely different roles, sort of in the one movie when she was younger and sort of like really yeah. bratty, mm-hmm. and then com- seemed like completely the opposite in the others. I liked it a lot. Chris. Yeah, Pu. <laughs> As a positive. <laughs> I, I think, like, I kind of hated Pew's character, but she was yeah. great. I, we're supposed to, I think we're supposed to dislike her. But I think, did you love Dern's character? I kind of did. I yeah, I, I think <laughs> I, I assumed I was supposed to, was, you thought she was kind of the sleazy lawyer off the start, and you're sort of like, God damn it, I kind of, I kind of do like it. <laughs> but I mean, you, you love ScarJo's character. Like, she's extremely lo- uh, likable, right? 
I, I think I think what works against ScarJo is just the amount uh, she's in, like in the movie. Yeah, uh, not to sp- <laughs> you can spoil it. But yeah, <laughs> I I like I was surprised she got the nominee, but happy because I love the movie and I thought she was just delightful. Got the double nom, baby. Yeah, surprising. Okay, let's get to lead actor. Uh, kind of another runaway. Joaquin Phoenix is minus thirty five hundred for a Joker. Uh, Adam Driver's plus one thousand for Marriage Story. Leo's plus three thousand for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. James's man, it's only Pandarus is plus five thousand for Pain and Glory, and uh, the Pope. James's other man, <laughs> yeah, the Pope himself, Jonathan Price, plus eight thousand. Big fan. Uh, Chris, let's let's start with you again. So this one was pretty tough for me. Um, it came down to Phoenix and Driver, just because when I thought of both of their performances and kind of like what they evoked out of me, just watching the movies, like Phoenix, I just. He just made me feel so uncomfortable the whole time, but just did such a good job. And Driver, just like, I don't know, just really like stole my heart that movie. And that one big argument scene, just think you guys know which one I'm talking about. That kind of just stole the show. And guy can punch a wall. So, yeah. Oh, that. Oh, I'm telling you, that scene hit different. Get it? Um, so my personal pick is gonna be Adam Driver, but my prediction is Phoenix. James. Yeah, I have uh, both my personal and prediction as Joaquin Phoenix. I, I sort of just feel like he ma- completely made the movie, where all the things I enjoyed about the movie a ton were sort of the way he took the role. I liked it a lot. I, I do have Adam Driver stills. If I were to do a number two prediction, it was him. I, I think especially when it sort of switches halfway point to him, I, I liked it a lot. Rob? So I guess I'm the hot take artist. Ooh. <laughs> I, I do not know how how Joaquin Phoenix is going to win this and be this easily win it because I don't think he's top two I, for me it was between Leonardo DiCaprio and Adam Driver uh, I think multiple people could have played the Phoenix Phoenix's role as the Joker especially when most of the movie is him on his own you just kind of and part of the reason I think the Academy's fucking eating it up so much is because he he had to put himself through all this shit to like Always. like drop fifty two pounds. Mm. They love that. Always. They eat that up. Yeah. And I but I just think other people could like he's not even the best Joker we've ever seen. Uh, versus I don't think anyone else could have played uh, um, what's his name uh, Dent. Was that Denton? Uh, Harp? No, no one remembers the, the character's name. Harvey Dent. Can we trust? <laughs> no, Leonardo DiCaprio. Was, you get Rick Dalton. Oh, there you go. I was going to say I don't think anyone else could have played uh, Rick Dalton the way DiCaprio did. Both combination. Like, if you just go scene by scene, the different. Like, Phoenix is playing the same character the entire time. DiCaprio's playing a combination of this, just this guy who's been the goat and is just this douchey piece of shit because he's got such a big ego. Then he's also playing this man who's down on his luck. He's drinking eight margaritas and screaming at himself, having these weird conversations with the little girl. Like, I just don't think there's anyone who could hit all these different emotions and almost play a different character in different sections of this movie. I, I just don't think anyone else can could play the, it the way DiCaprio did. And then Adam Driver second, because I just think... Adam Driver and that... I absolutely love Marriage Story. I, I don't really have it winning anything, but it, it's probably my favorite uh, favorite movie. Um, and Adam Driver's like my king. <laughs> yeah, I I, Logan, I don't king. disagree with you, Rob. Like, I mean, I, I do disagree with you because I picked Phoenix for both. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I know. I think it's a lot tighter. Like you say, though, like mm-hmm. Adam Driver would be my second, DiCaprio would be my third. I also, I also think when we look back on this in like five years, um, 
the the once upon a time is far more memorable than joker first of all which i mean obviously there's a lot of factors going into that rather than just like dicaprio but i think the dicaprio performance is far more impressive when we look back in five years and partially like the movie's gonna be way more rewatchable like joker even separating the issue like i i don't have the issues with it that some people have with it i just don't think it's as great as a movie the further i get away from it the less good i find it i i did i did have the same thing rob where i kind of wanted to rewatch the joker just because i i had sort of started disliking it disliking it a little bit more as i got further away from it i will Mm -hmm. say though that i think we sort of had some similar thoughts last year about bohemian rhapsody just because like that movie's not as rewatchable either and there were a lot of good acting roles but but he got the award for that one so and, and yeah, I, no, I totally agree. I hated Bohemian Rhapsody. And, and so that's where I sort of feel like, especially given how much he's won leading up to the Oscars, I kind of feel like it's inevitable, but not that yes. I, I loved all of these performances. Rob, who's your favorite Joker? Let, let's everyone say their favorite Joker. Is this a joke? No, it's Heath Ledger for you, I assume. It's it got to be the Ledger for everyone who's yeah. ever lived. Uh, Mark Hamill. Mine's Mark Hamill. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, well, first of all, come on, that's different. <laughs> no, it's not. It's still acting. <laughs> that's different. You got Alan Tudyuk now, right? Yeah. How about Cesar Romano? Also great. Wow, wow. no love no <laughs> love for 50s. <laughs> <laughs> no, Fuck you guys. Your bins are up. Can I, uh, can I talk Antonio for a second? Yeah, okay, I wanted yeah. to Okay, <laughs> me, me and James differ huge on this movie. Go yeah, ahead, James. We, we, it came up earlier. So I, I like this movie a lot. I think, AJ, both of us, when we were watching it, our subtitles were incomplete. Yeah, I, I so. couldn't figure... Like, the best part of this movie to me was trying to figure out if the person who did the subtitles couldn't speak Spanish or they couldn't speak English. <laughs> Maybe somewhere in the middle. <laughs> it, like, I, it's still... That's the thing is it still worked for me despite the fact that I didn't know what everybody was saying. I don't know. I Especially for Antonio's role, I think, like, Nuanced. five minutes in, I didn't... I totally forgot it was Antonio Banderas. It's very nuanced. Yeah, and it was it was like way more subtle, I think, than a lot of these roles. Obviously, yeah. Jonathan Price is sort of in a similar way. I like his performance um, too. But yeah, I I think I totally got a little bit what he was going for with this. It was a quieter role, but I I think by the end of it, I was really happy with the way that he did uh, the character. I think I just didn't get it. The, the movie. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> I was gonna say I feel like I just don't have the like the sophisticated palette for it. Almost like oh God. I don't know. I don't have not, I don't criticize it, but like it didn't really land with me. I, me I'm, neither. I'm just a big old douchebag. No, you can enjoy this movie. Like people love his performance. It was. I agree with you. Very subtle, nuanced. The movie just felt all over the place for me. Uh, it didn't resonate with me. I will say this: it looked very much like the movie came out between 1997 and 2007, which might be a compliment, might mm-hmm. be a shit. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anything else you guys want to talk about in this category? Mm. Um, the I don't one know. Thing... Ronnie's got me thinking now about his Leo the... DiCaprio nod. There, I guess it like. It was a lot more versatile, the role, but I don't know now. I just have to go reflect now. Mm -hmm. I I also think I was sort of a little bit influenced by the fact that I like Brad Pitt's character a lot, where maybe I didn't focus on Leo as much. So I think that's a fair point. Rob, do you think Leo, there's a chance he might actually steal it? No. I think, think, like I mentioned earlier with Phoenix uh, and the the weight dropping and like how into the role he had to get, like in AJ Agreed. The Academy just loves that. So that's why I think he's such a massive favorite is because the bookies know that. Yeah, I mean, I come back to what you said, Rob, like, and James. Joker just, I watched it. It didn't blow me away. The whole revelation of, like, the, the thing His with... history. 
this issue. And, like, they, they, they kind of hit you over the head when they revealed the, the, the mini twist. Like, everyone watching that movie got it. You didn't need to show it scene by scene <laughs> to scene. Like, mm-hmm. like that just, like, that's, that's why I thought Todd Phillips was a little weak. And, yeah. We'll, we'll come back around I to also, more Joker talk. Yeah. I, I also think because, maybe partially because, like, Phoenix's, Phoenix's performance is better than the movie. I don't think any of us would disagree with that take. 100%. And I think, mm-hmm. I think because he outshines the movie, that also helps him versus, like, DiCaprio, and this is my opinion, DiCaprio's amazing, but the movie's also amazing. And you've got, like James said, Brad Pitt opposite him. And there's so many, mm-hmm. more so than ever, I think, so many uh, roles that are played by people you know. And, and so maybe you've just, you come out with a lot more thoughts overall in the film versus with Joker you come out of it really just thinking about that performance because he's the only one there most of the time that's fair yeah, yeah. I, my one last sort of thought is how much more fun this best character this best best actor category would have been if maybe Jonathan Price had been swapped out with like Adam Sandler just for fun uh, Sandler <laughs> I agree I, I think that this like this fivesome would have been unreal but like I'm nothing against Jonathan Price. I thought no, he was really I, good I totally in the movie. Agree. But like, just for just for shit. Just for fun. And, and yeah. then now we're gonna get Grown Ups three. So <laughs> this is what we deserve. Chris Thank and I are big Grown Ups guys. Yeah, that's the best thing that could have happened to me. Direct to Netflix. Um, okay, let's move on to Best Actress. Another uh, heavy favorite here. Renee Zellweger's back in the spotlight at minus twenty two hundred. Uh, Scarlett Johansson's plus nine hundred for a different movie. What? The Double Nom. This one for Mary's Story. Queen. Uh, Cynthia Revo. The Outsider herself, plus 2,200 for her portray- mm-hmm. portrayal of Harriet Tubman. Uh, Charlize Theron. I can never say her name right. Yeah, you, yeah that's close. Okay. Good luck with the next one. Plus, I can't say her name either. Plus 2,500 for Bombshell. And Shersha no. Ronan. Sersha. <laughs> Sersha. Rhymes with inertia. We practice this. Plus 3,000. Okay, you you got to bump here because your girlfriend is Siobhan, and it's hard to say, too. <laughs> That's a fair point. And plus 3,000. Uh, Chris, pick in prediction. So my personal pick is ScarJo. Um, and I know I feel like we're going to be talking about her a bit in this role, so I'm going to leave that. And my prediction is Renee, and I will leave that at that. Ooh. <laughs> James. <laughs> my prediction is also Renee. Uh, she is also not my favorite pick. I pick Saoirse Ronan as my go-to. I res- uh, okay, let- Ooh, sorry to, to jump in on you, Rob. That plus 3,000 feels like decent value. That's fine. And Rob, go ahead. My my uh, prediction is also Renee Zellweger, it, uh, reluctantly. Uh, and my personal pick is also Saoirse Ronan. Okay, I, I have uh, we split. I have my personal pick is ScarJo. Uh I think that was tough. And my prediction, we all agree, is Renee Zellweger. Yeah. Let's start with Renee Zellweger's portrayal of Judy. Another thing the Academy loves. Playing a real-life character that's a part of Hollywood that sings, and she sang in the movie, and uh, they're kind of tormented. Yeah. And Th- yeah. That is why I refuse to pick her. It's because, like, every time they do this, the person is better at playing the person, which, I mean, fair, uh, than the movie is as a film yeah. and the movies are usually terrible and the person outshines it so much and everyone's like oh I know Freddie Mercury mm-hmm. yeah. I love yeah. Bohemian Rhapsody now and uh, yeah he did a great job but I mean that's an easier role to play than like playing someone like that is an easier role to play than I think Scarlett Johansson getting and she's not even my personal pick but it was between her and Ronan and I think with Scarlett Johansson you're getting this person who's 
almost like they portray her as the villain of the movie but still somehow at various points you you see her as this villain at other points yeah. you feel for her and like she's just battling all these different things and at the end she still loves it and like reading that and like if you didn't cry during that you're a heartless son of a bitch and uh <laughs> i i don't know i just think both and then ronan made little women for me yeah yeah i, I think the big little women takeaway is that emma watson's not a very good actress <laughs> Yeah, she got just outshined by yeah, everyone. Yeah, she kind of got dusted. I agree. Even Beth dumped on her. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> Let me ask you guys. Hold on. What was the better surprise, if you guys didn't know? Bob Odenkirk showing Bob up Odenkirk. in Little Women? Or uh, Benedict Cumberbatch showing up in 1917? Oh, Bob. Benedict Bob fired Odenkirk. me up. <laughs> I love Benedict in that movie, but like... You could you could picture that like yeah. not that I did picture it, but like you're you're like oh my god it's better and he's playing a guy you expect him to play versus Bobo <laughs> just showing up as the dad. <laughs> but <laughs> my <fair>. little women, <laughs> yeah, they're here. My little women looks at the camera and winks. Um, <laughs> I knew Bob was in it, so like it didn't catch me off guard. But he felt like so a little out of place, but I loved it. Yeah, uh, yes, but, but it, it honestly kind of made me love the movie more. I don't know. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Uh, oh, this is our last chance to talk Little Women. So if you guys want to get Little Women takes, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, I, I sort of feel like Saoirse, it, the, the whole tone of the movie was sort of set by her. And I guess that's mm-hmm. the case with some of these roles. But I think hers just because it like the movie as a whole fit together well. I, I like the way she like fed with a lot of the other characters too. Um, yeah, I think hers is sort of just, it was really powerful, but not necessarily as, didn't have to be as dominant as like Renee's role. Yes, well said. Yeah. Uh, the movie as a whole, like I enjoyed it more than I expect. Like for me, when you see a movie is based on a book from the eighteen hundreds and it's been made into a movie sixteen other times, like <laughs> it just takes away. Like I don't like I don't want to watch this. But I, I agree with Rob. Greta Gerwig should have been nominated for director, and uh, the way she told the story non literally not non literally I don't know if yes. I could pull that word <laughs> off. Uh, it was so unique, and even as a not a fan of anything else about Little Women, but like like sorry, the original Little Women, like. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that was so unique, and I, I kind of like appreciated the ambiguous ending where we don't know what was mm-hmm. the truth, and like I think she did go after the guy, but I don't, you don't really know because he was it there. Actually, raining. Who knows? Good <laughs> Might have been sunny mid afternoon. Uh, <laughs> you guys want to? Would you go? What are your takes on ScarJo? I oh uh, she well I mean I think that was perfectly cast by Noah Baumbach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like those two played those roles perfectly. The kid was also awesome. He was. I think, yeah. Rob, you said it like a couple minutes ago, and I completely agree. Is how you kind of go through the movie, you're not sure who to side with, and you think someone that they you know, oh, okay, I'm on ScarJo, I'm on Adam's side. Oh, they yeah. suck, they suck. And like, I found myself going back and forth so many times. I was just like, wow, I don't know. It's just, I think they did a really good job of just like making you love them both by the end of the movie. Was it? And I think go ahead, that's man. like obviously the whole. The, the topic of the film is divorce and mm-hmm. how it affects both sides and the child and everyone involved in everything. I think that's why it was like Noah Baumbach did such a good job and they, mm-hmm. they killed the rules is because you, you're kind of back and forth. You're kind of like Adam Driver cheated on her, mm-hmm. but you still kind of feel for Adam Driver yeah. and with, with Scarlett Johansson. She's moving the kid away and getting away from him, making his life hell, mm-hmm. but you still kind of feel like she's trying to like go out and put her life back together as it comes apart and like she'd sacrificed so much for him already like they just like they play both sides perfectly just like 
I mean, a divorce is supposed yeah. to, I guess. And and I think also there was a lot of those home run scenes in that movie, like the clear Oscar ones, yeah. which are going to be the clips. And I think hers earlier on with, with the one with Laura Dern, like where she's mm. sort of just giving her story. I oh, think like that on the was couch? The one, yeah, 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 yeah. I think that was the one where I, that sold me completely. I'm like, okay, yeah, this absolutely deserves it. Hey, uh, Noah should get biggest twist of the year, too, because the movie wasn't about marriage, it was about divorce. Oh, shock. <laughs> Fucking shocked me. But Wait, what? I think... Legit, that was the most well acted movie. Oh yeah, of all these, like top uh, to bottom, the boards. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Um, the one I wish I think we all had Renee as our prediction. I think I hope there's a surprise. I know there won't be, but I really, yeah. I really oh, hope that, I either Star Joe or Sasha gets it. I agree. I would be ecstatic. Rob, you want to pound the table for uh, your girl Charlize? Or she's really good in that movie. She, um, she is. Like I, I went in a bombshell. Obviously, knowing what it's about and like kind of knowing it hadn't done amazing, obviously, but they they had like star power and like Charlize played that role to perfection. I thought like like I enjoyed the movie more than I thought I was going to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, the, I think that's because of her. And yeah. I, again, I thought Nicole Kidman was really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, yeah, no, that movie was well casted though. It was. I like. Yeah, like there's so many small roles played by people I love. <laughs> yeah, for real. John Gaber, shout out. Um, <laughs> I thought like <laughs> I thought they they played Megan Kelly. I don't know, like a little little not not. I don't want to use the word sympathetic, but like not as much of an asshole as she actually is. Yeah, and I think that was yeah when they opened the movie with her like taking you through the tour of Fox, like to start yeah. it off. I think that helped a lot. But yeah, same thing. By the end, I was kind of like I hoped she was gonna win in a weird way, where I'm like, oh, I have no idea that was gonna be my perspective. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, Cynthia, yeah, you want to talk Cynthia? like. Movie's fine. Mm-hmm. I I think her role was really powerful. Yeah, like the with for that character, I think it was it was hard not to root for, and I think especially on that that first journey that she has, I think that like I sort of was comparing that a little bit to like the same journey in like 1917 that they go on. Um, but I I liked her a lot in the movie. She made um, the movie. Yeah, 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 for sure. Absolutely. Like, that's a that's a hard, uh, it's a hard thing to do. Um, I think like. The, the getting the nom maybe not so surprising but to absolutely carry a movie yeah. and then still win like it's just such mm-hmm. a impossible battle unless you're playing someone who sings uh, <laughs> and was like f- super famous even though Harry Tubman was super famous and, and she, she, she sang famous. in the movie too well not enough great singer. for uh, for <laughs> not racist uh, mm-hmm. academy um, also I have a take What's working against Cynthia is her performance in The Outsider is better than her performance in Harry. I I mean I mm. I, I totally she's agree. She's the best. She's the best character in The Outsider. Yeah, and it's the best show on TV right now. That's my take. I yeah yeah notice that's fair. Yeah, I I also think especially when you compare Harriet to these other movies, I guess I don't know how much how many people saw Judy, but I definitely know not as many people knew about Harriet, which is unfortunate. Yes, just that's a because, good hundred percent. Um. But yeah, I, I feel like if, if maybe it had seen a little bit more, she would be bumped up a little bit more. Um, I still liked it, but yeah, not necessarily one that I, I The movie was kind of like a little one-dimensional and flat, but like she was yeah, amazing. Yeah, I think it, it yeah. deserved to be seen as much as, as Judy, I think. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, like with Judy, like, I don't know. like The, the, the way they told the story was kind of weird, how it just all took place in London, but you didn't feel like it was... 1969 whatever it was mm-hmm. like that kind of yeah. like eh, it was such a like mediocre movie mm-hmm. yeah agree. anything else best actress guys I don't believe so alright let's get to the big two 
uh, in my opinion. Like, <laughs> best director. Uh, favorite, Sam Mendes at minus 700. Bong Joon-ho, plus 250. Quentin Tarantino, plus 1600. Martin Scorsese, plus 4500. <laughs> Gotta take the opportunity. Scorsese. <laughs> Tom Phillips, plus 6000. Uh, see you, Todd. Uh, yeah, later, later, Todd. Um, really glad later. Todd got that. No, I'm in Greta Gerwig. Uh-huh. I think Greta should have been nominated over Todd Phillips. She did so much more for her. No one's fighting you. Stop yelling. Prop, please stop fighting me. She did so much. That's it. But before we make our picks, that uh, that Mendez and uh, Bong line movement is uh, yes progress. Kind of, kind of think it. Think about that going into the night. It is like, uh, like it feels like both of the. Both of these movies for for Bong and Sam were like, like just completely them. Mm-hmm. Like even more so for Bong, but like for Mendes. I've never seen a, another Bong movie, so I wouldn't know. Uh, I have Okja, Snow pretty Piercer. good movie. Uh, you've seen Snowpiercer? Oh, Okja's by him. Yeah, Okja's by him. I love Okja. Yeah, there you go. And Snowpiercer. You, you like Bong? Uh, yeah, I just felt like they were like just they carried both of those movies. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Anyways, uh, Chris, pick and prediction. I mean, for both of those guys. It was one of those things that both of those movies just, like, surpassed my expectations. I kind of went in pretty mildly. I wasn't sure what to expect. Yeah. Um, so I, it was really tough for me to pick. I th- Like, my prediction is Sam Mendes, but my personal pick is Bong. So make what you want out of that information. Yeah, like, I don't know. Like, I feel... It's been made. It's, <laughs> it's a two-horse race, obviously, but it's going to be interesting to see, hear what you guys uh, have. Uh, James. Yeah, I have the same thing as Chris. I, I think the only reason that I have Sam Mendes is because he won it everywhere else leading up to this. And it sort of, it seems like it's, I do like the rise in the odds for Bowen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's hard for me not to expect the Academy to do what we think they're going to do. <laughs> Rob. Okay, fucking every time, man. Am I the only one who's out here trying to stand once upon a time? <laughs> I, I think so. <laughs> I don't. I don't know how Quentin Tarantino's not read up there with Mendez and Bong for in this conversation. It, it was. Uh, I thought a masterpiece. See, I, I, I feel like there's so many other Tarantino movies that I like more than it. I was gonna personally. say. I wonder if it's just because but, but, you but why does him to that... make something good like that. Like yeah, yeah. It shouldn't work against him that he makes but... other fantastic films. I no. I agree. Like, yeah, like we're not. He, he's definitely third for me. Like easily, but I. Uh... What the Scorsese? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. After Marty, because he's a legend. <laughs> so wait, hold on, hold on. Did you you picked Once Upon a Time in your predictions? Uh, sorry. No, 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 no. Sorry. Go ahead. I I I think Sam Mendes is clearly like the run. Well, on I mean the line move, but still uh, the Academy's racist. So I think the runaway prediction is Sam Mendes. Yeah. Especially the way that is shot. But I also am generally against uh, war films just easily taking home Oscars. Uh, so that that kind of stops me. Uh, and my personal pick is Bong. Okay. And then my second is Tarantino. I think Mendez is third for me. I, I go ahead, James. Yeah, I I think if I were to rank my favorites, I'm in the exact same boat. Like, uh, meaning my favorite is is Bong and and Parasite. But I think Quentin is. If I were to choose which one I would want, that would be my number two for sure. I disagree with both of you guys. I I also feel like though. It's there's sometimes, especially with like Quentin Tarantino and Scorsese, is they sometimes have it where even if it's not necessarily their best one, they they occasionally will sort of get that we're like okay now they deserve one. So even if it's not necessarily best, they <laughs> yes that that helps a little bit. I, but I think I still love the movie. Though. I think Rob might have hit something for me that like 
my expectations for Tarantino Once Upon a Time in Hollywood were so much higher than... I have a, wait, just because you're... I, I, not to shit on anyone else, but I think you're probably the biggest overall Tarantino fan. Yeah. Um, oh, okay, flex. <laughs> um, I'm agreeing with you. No contest. <laughs> uh, <laughs> where does this rank for you in Tarantino films? Uh, okay, do I have to pull up his... Kill Bill 1, Kill Bill 2... <laughs> <laughs> Like I okay, I'll put it okay. Pulp Fiction number one, yeah. Inglorious Bastards two, Reservoir Dogs three. I like Django more than I like this movie. I think I might oh. put this movie over the, over the Kill Bills, so somewhere around there, maybe. In between. Sounds like Tarantino just makes a lot of good movies. He he fucking does. I mean, but no, I like. I I think you might have hit something that I just love him so much that maybe I was a little disappointed. But I don't know. Not enough feet. Sorry. Not enough feet. <laughs> yeah, sorry. The feet, the feet were too dirty for me, and I can't believe I'm saying that. Goddamn hippies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm picking, I'm picking Sam Mendes in my prediction. Sam Mendes, and I, I think, like, my personal pick is so close between Sam Mendes and, and, and Bong. Um, uh, again, like I said, both these movies just feel like so them. I also love Sam Mendes. I don't know if anyone else does. I, I loved American Beauty. Mm-hmm. Skyfall was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> so I saw Skyfall in theaters. That's sick. Terrific. But like he made this movie so. I mean, obviously we haven't talked about it yet. But the mm-hmm. the virtual one shot in it, or like two shots between when he passes out. So I, I've got I've got a take. Yeah. Because of that, and that's kind of like all you think of. I'm assuming at least for me. I'm assuming for you guys. While you're watching 1917, you're thinking about how it's this one shot for so much of the movie. Yeah. It kind of overshadows the movie. Is that that? is what he's doing and uh, I think that's like all people are thinking about and that's why he's the best director. like I think Bong made a movie that's never been made mm-hmm. I, I agree with you but mm-hmm. I think so did Sam Mendes like I don't know Dunkirk well, is I know it's different yeah and Saving Private Ryan's different and like the, all these war movies that are the same are a little bit different but I, like other I than it. the one shot thing what's the difference between Dunkirk and 1970 I get that I I think just the uniqueness of the the, the film itself uh, I give the nod again. It's so close for both of them for me. Like uh, again, and I, I kind of going back to what Rob said. I, I feel like the one shot in this just gripped me so much. But also, I was looking for the seams in the filmmaking when yeah. I was watching it. So yeah, yeah. It's, it's just yeah. If you really enjoy that kind of filmmaking and look for it, then it's even better. Yeah, I, I just thought the way it was presented. Just uh, I think it was okay. I'll say this for me personally, it was the most gripping war movie of all time. I was just gonna say it was definitely an experience to watch that movie and like like rob said it's like you're kind of more concerned with the technical side of the movie like yeah. the filming more because like the characters aren't that strong but you're willing to forget about that just because you're so consumed by all the finesse that's going on like within the filming side of things mm-hmm. but brings up a good point though what's everyone's favorite war movie you know, I, I kind of want to do like a thing for like each war. What's the best war movie? But that, that's a good question. I, it might be 1917 for me. James? Really? Okay, mine's Glorious Bastards and Song Oh, fuck. Okay, that's, that's yeah. I, I like... <laughs> I forgot. I just mentioned it. Yeah. <laughs> that was your number two. Yeah. Tarantino. Yeah. I think... No, wait. My, mine's, mine's, mine's War Machine starring Brad Pitt on Netflix. It's good. Fury. <laughs> oh. Dunkirk American sniper propaganda Dunkirk's your favorite James? Yeah I think that's fair And Chris? Honestly I don't know if it's recency bias But like I'm, I'm very hot on 1917 right now yeah. it, it might be for both of us Chris Okay hold on yeah. one, more, one more big question mm-hmm. Who's your favorite Tarantino character of all time? 
That's a good question. I thought about this. I, I know my answer, so I can say mine I know first. My, I know mine. Okay, go ahead, Rob. Go. No, 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 no. You go first. Hans Landa. Klopp. Easily. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I think Chris... Well, I mean, that was like Christoph Waltz's first big movie, and I like he blew me the fuck away. I and I, I, I love... I kind of love villains as yeah. a character. I think they're just so much harder to portray than than heroes, right? And mm-hmm. he was a, one of the best villains in cinematic history, probably. One of the most in-depth. Anyways... Hopefully I gave you guys enough time to think. Rob, go go for it. Lieutenant Aldo Rain. Same movie. Okay. <laughs> I I loved uh, Yeah, the Inglorious Bastards is my favorite Tarantino movie. I think that's fair. Like I wouldn't I wouldn't fight anyone over those words. James, you you ready for it? Yeah, I, I will say I'm gonna have a little recency bias and I don't know my Tarantino as much as you guys, but I, I think Cliff Booth does deserve to be up there. He's the up there. I agree with you. No, he's 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 top five for me. Chris? Honestly, I think just like when I think of Quentin Tarantino, I think of Kill Bill, so it's hard for me not to say The Bride just because mm-hmm. of that. Like, yeah. Like even when I first started like watching movies seriously, I remember Kill Bill kind of blowing me away, and like, yeah, it just kind of took me on that kind of like journey throughout the movies, and so for that reason, I'd give it to Uma Thurman's The Bride. But like, it, that's a good question. What's no, better, better question? Movie. Better question. Better question. Go ahead. Who's your favorite uh, Mr. Color in Reservoir Dogs? Mr. Pink, baby. Mr. Yeah. Pink all day. Yeah. <laughs> Chris, first of all, I thought you were going to oh. be a big Jackie Brown guy, but... Well, I mean, you're not wrong, but I wasn't expecting this. I'm sitting on a hot seat right now. What, what do you expect from me? Cooking. Can I say... I've got one more Tarantino take. You Go ahead. I got one more, too. Oh, my goodness. Michael Madsen's the most underrated Tarantino actor of all time. Fair. Fair enough. He's in the mall. Yes. Not all. He's in the mall. He's in, like, six. Like six of them. Did, did Kill Bill like for anyone else? We're, we're all twenty five or ish. Was Kill Bill for anyone else kind of like that first R rated movie that you really wanted to see, but like maybe you weren't allowed to for anyone? Or it was no? definitely one of those movies that like I didn't think I was like I was kind of watching. It. I'm like, am I ready to watch this right now? Because like, <laughs> yeah, I hadn't experienced that kind of like himself. violence and gore. <laughs> that was crazy. Yeah, so I, I think it's a little nostalgic for our time at least for our, our age. yeah yeah for sure anyway sounds like we're leading to a spin-off podcast series where us four just kind of break down different directors uh every week talking tarantino <laughs> or just a tarantino <laughs> plot <laughs> 47 yeah. episodes yeah. <laughs> okay uh okay else do we want to go anyone else for a best director do you um, want i i sort of just want to point out the fact that we keep forgetting about the irishman I, I was I was gonna talk about um, and and more and even just the fact that we're forgetting about it. like it's it's good but the fact that we talk about everything else before that because it tells so, me how I feel about it definitely Kay, telling yeah like I don't know like it felt like there was like a lot of, a lot of little nods in this movie they're like you can feel Marty like hey look at this wink wink mm-hmm. but it's like I don't give a fuck about this <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like like six something from the fifties or whatever. cool. <laughs> Thanks, Marty. <laughs> I will say this: Jesse Plemons was in it, and that gets a lot of respect from me. That's really, like, and you know, it does. It doesn't help that the the story's not true. <laughs> like, uh, uh, that didn't hurt Richard Jewell. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we could talk Richard Jewell all night, but I know you don't want to get into that. So, <laughs> Sam Rockwell made the movie. Uh, <laughs> it's great. I don't know, and also it just it, it felt so out of place when De Niro was playing young De Niro, and like. Curb stomping the guy, but he clearly wasn't kicking him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he's like bruising his toes while kicking him. I, I, you know what? I actually think it's not a very good directing job for Martin Scorsese. I'll say it. I'll say it. 
No one's here to disagree. Yeah, Rob, I'm, please I'm definitely not here to disagree with that statement. I'll make Say that, that to Marty's face, though. <laughs> I would never <laughs> do that to Marty. Scorsese! <laughs> Are we going to talk Todd at all? Yeah, let's talk Todd. I, I think Hangover describing it as... Yeah, I think heavy-handed the way Rob yes. described it is pretty much how I feel. Yeah, agreed. This was... Yeah. I don't know. Like, it was a good movie. I came away, I'm like, uh, when I finished, I'm like, yeah, it's a good movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that's, I don't know. Anything else on Todd? I, I don't, I don't, I'm I think, not a big I think Rob hit the nail on the head before just talking about how we're talking about best actor category, how it kind of helped Phoenix, how like you kind of walk away and he's all you really think yeah. about and you take away from the movie is his performance. Yeah. So I think that also, you could say that on the other side about Phillips too. It's like, well, you're not really thinking about what he did with the movie. In my opinion, the Academy not nominating him for old school just never nominated. I was about to say, I was about to ask, what's your best favorite top films movie? Just so I could bring up old school. It clearly is old school. But but I will say this: Due Date's one of the most underrated comedy Honestly, films of the century. I don't like that. People movie. forget. I don't like it. Really? Yeah, I don't know. But when they accidentally drink his dad's ashes, his coffee. <laughs> Fuck. Maybe I gotta rewatch it, man. <laughs> I swear after this, we'll put it on. I swear I've seen it five times. <laughs> I don't like that. I didn't like. I don't know. I don't like the movie. Anyways, I'm weird with what I get into. Are we ready to move to best picture? Let's do it. The granddaddy <laughs> of them all. Okay, uh, 1917. The slight favorite at minus 325. Parasites plus 225. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood's plus 800. Joker's plus 1300. The Irishman's plus 6500. Jojo Rabbit plus seventy five hundred, Mary Stories plus twelve thousand, Little Women's plus fifteen thousand, and uh, the ultimate dad movie Ford v Ferrari plus twenty thousand. Before Ferrari. before we make our picks, oh well. How is Joker ahead of Jojo Marriage Story and uh, Little Women? I, I don't know. Especially by that much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's what I mean. Like that's that's wild. I think like anyway, I like I, I like Jojo Rabbit a lot more than I like Joker. I think Little Women's a better made film than Joker, mm-hmm. uh, and so Marriage Story is it's, more well acted yeah, than Joker. Like, so, yes, yes. Uh, okay, does anyone want to talk Ford v Ferrari? <laughs> the gr- it's a good dad I, movie. I, I thoroughly I, enjoyed it. Like I, I, it's a good watch. I did like it. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, for yeah. the kind of movie it was, it did it really well. Yeah, I think yeah. that's the same sort of piece around I wish they did more of those kind of like genre films where they're just like it, it's not your typical Oscar movie and it's not going to win but they, they crushed it in what they were trying to do like same thing of like them not including horror movies or, or the kind of like even Knives Out same sort of thing it's just like it's not an Oscar movie but they did it well and I feel like that's that's good I like I like when they can yeah. launch that how much, um, how much would you have liked uh, that yes. movie without Matt Damon and Christian Bale though? Uh, not very much. Or, well, or they definitely carried they the, carried yeah. that movie for sure. Well, it's really well casted too. Like Tracy Letts, John Bernthal. Yeah. yeah, agreed. Also, the kid, the kid's in multiple things, and he is very good. He was, and yeah, actually, yeah. I guess that's and and the Christian Bell's the wife in that movie. I thought too. she was really yeah, good she too. Was terrific. That's actually yeah, that's a good point. Like like, is it an Oscar film? Probably not. But like, did everyone enjoy it? Yeah, we did. Yeah. Where else do you guys want to go for this one? Do we just get to the top, or is there anything else in between you want to talk? Yeah, well, we've, we've, we've basically touched on everything else. Yeah. Um, I say make our picks, then go from yeah, there. Yeah, let's do okay. it. Okay. Uh, Chris, let's hear it. Uh, I think... So... Yeah, this one's tough. Okay, so my personal pick is Parasite. Um, 
I'm gonna say my prediction is once upon a time. Um, oh, hey. I. I'll, well, we'll 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 uh, circle it back there. I got a lot to say. Okay, uh, James. Yeah, I have Parasite as both my prediction and my personal favorite. And yeah, we'll come back around. Rob. Uh, my personal is Once Upon a Time. Surprise, surprise. Uh, my second place will be Parasite, but my prediction is 1917. Uh, my personal pick is Parasite. And my prediction is 1917. So I. The one thing I was thinking about in terms of which one, because I, I think 1917 is obviously the favorite yeah. right now. And I, there is the one way to think about it where you're like, I predict 1917, I want Parasite. That way I'm either right or I'm surprised and very happy. <laughs> yeah. I decided mm. to just be like optimistic instead and just be like, I'm either ecstatic that Parasite won or I'm just like mad. <laughs> See, I, I think the split should be the fair split. <laughs> just and it's, The Oscars aren't fair, but... Uh, I think they should give director to Sam Mendes and best uh, best picture to uh, Parasite. See, I love that idea too. Mm-hmm. Except, I mean, I, I I give Once Upon a Time best picture and Bond director. <laughs> I I think Parasite was the best movie of the year. Um, Chris, you 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 kind of stopped yourself. I you think I don't know. I just I I totally agree with you. Um, like Parasite being my personal pick, I I would be shocked if it won. Um, I I really don't see 1970 like I, I mean i do see it winning but like we talked about it a couple minutes ago there's just i feel like there's so much missing in that movie that's just overshadowed by the the continuous shot like the technical side of it that like i feel like you just i don't know like it's it, it kind of with those odds it kind of just like rubs me the wrong way a bit that's all <laughs> so angry like it's gonna win for cinematography like that's a lot yes I think yeah. no problem. Yeah, he's a fucking legend. Mm-hmm. Like that that scene in the in the town when it's on fu- like that the church yeah. is on fire and the flares. Like that was mm-hmm. one of the most beautiful. Like that was the most beautiful scene this year. Mm-hmm. I think. But no. What was it, Rob? When he when you don't know if he shot it his wife on the when, boat. Yeah. No, it was when Cliff Booth beat up Bruce Lee. It was beautifully shot. <laughs> okay, if you had to pick a long shot to be a shocker, who who do we pick? Um, Define long shot. A thousand plus? Yeah, yeah. Okay. James? Uh, Jojo Rabbit. Ooh, Chris? I, I think could, yeah, I think it could shock just being like for, for some people, they were just like, oh, I'm totally in on it. Chris? I, I guess I would have to pick the Irishman. <laughs> that's, that's fair. <laughs> I, reluctantly. Chris hates himself. <laughs> uh, I, I say Marriage Story because I mm-hmm. loved it so much. The the odds on Marriage Story were shocking when I saw that. I was my my long shot personal pick would be Marriage Story. I love mm-hmm. that movie. I agree with Chris. Like, I might, if I had to pick here, Marriage Story, Little Women. Like, I think that there's a, there's a slight chance. Uh, but no, ni- 1917. And but like, the, the, this is such a good race between those two movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I will say 1917. I sort of think of it a lot as like an Oscar kind of movie. Yeah. So that's where I sort of see Parasite as an opportunity to make something that's sort of unique. And and I know we touched on a little bit the fact that like you've never had an international movie win in this and same thing that even the fact that they're like up for it in screenplay for an international movie i think is really freaking cool yeah but you're you're betting on a pain and glory for international film right oh obviously <laughs> of course yeah i'm putting down a thousand dollars that would be one of the greatest oscar upsets of all time right it if would parasite did, yeah. best did you guys film? see the odds on that on uh, for parasite for international i will get it right now it's it's massive i don't it's i don't like, know if this is a weird way to think about it, but like just looking at 1917 and Parasite and like walking away from both of those movies, just thinking what movie kind of left me with more is like hands down tens out of ten. 
parasite. Yeah. And like just thinking about it like that, isn't that kind of what you want to look at? Like something mm-hmm. that you would win best picture for? Yeah. Like just there's so much more to think about after the movie's done. Yeah. Than I, like just the way it was shot kind of deal. Yeah, I think I think that's I, the correct way to sort of figure out which one you like best. Yeah. Yeah, I I think the the piece of Chris you mentioned how you sort of you were thinking during the movie of 1917 about how it mm-hmm. like all the shots and I think Parasite I was thinking how beautiful it was and also loved yeah. everything else about it at the same time. Like that house mm-hmm. was really beautiful. Too. Uh, <laughs> so quickly, best inter- international feature film. Parasite is minus ten thousand. <laughs> so if if you want to make a cool hundred dollars, bet a thousand, uh, ten thousand dollars. Anything else, guys? I have a bunch of questions. Yeah, let's do it. Go. We can rapid fire because this went longer than I was expecting, and uh, you know I don't like sitting. Uh-huh. <laughs> guys, got to eat. eat dinner. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Couple quick questions. Uh, movie theater viewing versus Netflix viewing. What do you guys prefer? Let's go, Chris, James, AJ. Uh, movie theater viewing plus. I think just a quick little side note that movie theater viewing would help all of these top three best picture noms. Agree. Um, especially 1917. But agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, James. Yeah, I think that's very very true. I think 1917 was one of the ones where just being able to see it helped so much more, being the scale of it. And I think Parasite was one of the ones to you watched after you walked out of the theater. Everybody was just like, "What the fuck?" In the best way. For for me, you gotta. I pick and choose what movie I go to see in the theater. I I think sitting at home in the comfort is so much. Most people do. <laughs> no, <laughs> they just they spin a wheel. But no, no, I, I, like I'm really picky. Like a movie has to have like a big scale for me to go watch in the theater. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the comfort of a home, so I'll, I'll go with home. Did you guys all see Parasite Once Upon a Time in 1917 in theaters? No. I did not see Once Upon a Time in theaters. No, not all I regret it. I only saw Once Upon a Time in theaters. I, I really wanted to watch 1917 in theaters. I, I also hate movie theaters, and I pick Netflix viewing all I day. Know. What's next? Uh, uh, oh, this is a ripoff of Bill Simmons, kind of. Uh, best of the Oscar movies, which would make the best Netflix series? Oh, uh... Well, they're making a Parasite series, right? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I think that... Yeah. Are we answering in the same uh, order here? Yeah, sorry. Yes, Go please. Ahead, I don't... AJ, okay. shut up. So, I would say Marriage Story, just because I think you could totally make, like, a This Is Us type of feel show that you could, like, get people really that's into true. it. Okay. Yeah, I, I think yeah. that's a good point. I, I think... Not The Irishman. Because <laughs> it already is Yes, one. exactly. <laughs> um... I think, yeah, I think Parasite, I know that's kind of cheating. Um, I also am kind of curious what they could do with Jojo Rabbit. I was going to say Jojo Rabbit. I think, I think like, giving Taika especially yeah. a long run like he did with what we do in the shadows, I think that would be unreal. You know, I'm gonna, like, I think Parasite would be the best, but I'd most want to see Jojo Rabbit. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say Once Upon a Time because all of the little characters, imagine having episodes follow, like, um, fucking Steve McQueen for an episode although that was like the worst cast role Whoa. in the movie Damian Lewis was not a good Steve McQueen um, but like because of that cast and like being able to break it down and go so much more in depth maybe you follow Sharon Tate a little bit more Margot Robbie did a fantastic job as Sharon Tate by the way she was much better as Sharon Tate than she was in Bombshell that, like, that's kind of I, I, I actually I like your thoughts about that too of making that a show I think that would be really cool what's next Rob? like Oh, sorry. I'm really not allowed to talk about this the thought process. I said anymore. it before you did. Like, sorry. 
Okay. Uh, are too many films slash actors nominated? Like for, because think like about in how general? many like for specifically for best film because the they expanded it and like we don't need that many we only need five in my opinion and like i guess it's harder to say for other things it's nice to give the nod of the cap to the jonathan prices of the world uh but yeah i guess so let's say just best film i i like having this many me too i i i i'm okay with having it cut down like not having this many knobs i was happy that they expanded it to be honest okay okay yeah. fair no i i think it's like totally split like, because at the same time i probably would not have seen four exactly if it was i think nominated. that was kind of fun and i really oh, liked it point. but but against that thought is i don't think the irishman should be up for it <laughs> and i don't think joker should be up for it and it'd be nice to have it cut and kind of it being a bigger deal that you got nominated but whereas it feels like less of that's a also making the assumption that they're gonna pick those smaller yeah. that smaller group the way I know, we do so what I if know, like james <laughs> my bad, my bad. if it was only five joker and irishman would have been in there i think i know and then could you imagine yeah i know oh. <laughs> no i know that's why it's like a very weird thing mm-hmm. or not weird i don't know who cares mm-hmm. uh most rewatchable movie Ooh. See, this is, for me, most rewatchable is, like, the mm-hmm. most important thing when we talk mm-hmm. about a lot of this stuff. That's why I'm so heavy towards Once Upon a Time. It's probably the only movie I'm going to rewatch. I'll, I'll say that Once Upon a Actually, Jojo Rabbit's Yeah, movie. I think Jojo might be my pick. I The only movie of these that I've seen twice is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, though, if that means anything. Mm. I, I will say that's, that's... You hate it. Yeah, but I've seen it twice. To confirm, I didn't hate it. I liked it. It's just, again, not my favorite Tarantino movie. James? I think that's my knock against 1917 when I compare it to a lot of the yes, other movies. I'd watch it again. I, I don't think it would have the same impact yeah. for me the second time around. Well, you're um, right. But I, I think JoJo for sure. Um, yeah, and I think Ford vs. Ferrari is still kind of just... It's the same thing like a sports... More just like it's fun. I don't know how often I would do it, yeah. but it's the kind of movie it's where the most if you really love Ford vs. Ferrari, you're going to keep watching it. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just like uh, looking at the list... I would definitely say 1917 is on like my lowest pecking order of movies that I would personally like to rewatch, and if I had to put one on top, I'd probably say Once Upon a Time. Fair enough. Yeah, I think it's for for me Once Upon a Time and Marriage Story. I know I will rewatch yeah. both of those. Agree. Uh, I'm not so good at reading, so maybe not. Very good. <laughs> uh, and the Ar- the Irishman, I don't have a full week. Uh, oh to yeah. Get back into that. So, Bong would be disappointed in you for that. Though. Yeah, I'd rewatch. Yeah. Shame. I can barely read. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, I'm going to skip some of these because we've gone on for so long. Oh, what are our thoughts on one great performance versus the Academy owed them? Because obviously Ooh. a big a big um, time that the Academy owed someone was when they gave Leo for the Red Yeah, yeah was, that's exactly where my mind went to. I don't know. I think it's kind of bogus. And it's like when you think about... Yes. And like... This might be a weird way to think about it, but like when refs have a makeup call, it's like just yeah. get it right the first time. You don't have to have yeah, a makeup just get call. It right. mm-hmm. I don't know, James. Yeah, I think I'd rather we just feel good about all the picks instead of just being like, yes. well, fair. You're sort of just enthusiastic about everything. Uh, yeah, I fully agree. Give the guy a lifetime achievement award if he if he really needs one. Yeah, bam, AJ <laughs> got him. Crushed. Okay, uh, what's the best non-Oscar movie you guys saw this year? Ooh. I bet I know AJ's and maybe James. Yeah, Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> All right, ready. I got. Um, it's gonna be either us or Bad Boys. <laughs> I haven't watched it. I'm just kidding. It's not technically 2019, <laughs> but holy shit, that was so much fun. Nah, we'll count it. We count it. What do you like oh, better, good, good boys question. or bad boys? Sorry. <laughs> head to head. Chris, you gonna answer? I guess I would have to say us. I'm but I'm still thinking. So if I think of another, one, I'm gonna shout it out. But for now, I'll say us. AJ. Uh. Uncut. Godzilla. Yeah. And a uh, thing. Booksmart. Probably my favorite oh, movie. I, oh my yeah. gosh. Yes. yes. Booksmart's my favorite movie of the year. I, totally I think. Forgot. I. That's a great. That's, that's a great I thought. Pick. I thought both AJ and James would say Booksmart. Yeah. That's that's probably it. <laughs> I wrote I wrote down for me Booksmart, Us, High Flying Bird. And uh, Avengers Endgame because of yeah. it's mine. If we're gonna fucking nominate Irishman, might as well nominate Avengers Endgame. I don't like us that much. I enjoyed it, but I didn't, it didn't blow me away. That's my take. I think, especially next to Get Out, it's hard to. Yeah, like Get Out's get so to good. That Anyways, more questions or have we? Uh, worst movie you saw? That's <laughs> <laughs> um, a hard one because you just don't remember generally. Yeah. Mine's the Taylor Swift documentary that I didn't actually watch. I just want that on the record. <laughs> mm. uh, I hated Pain and Glory, but I feel like it's just because the situations. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. I'd like to backpack off of that answer. <laughs> James? If I may. I honestly, I, I don't know if I'm, I'm not too proud about this, but, and it, it's just more recency too, but Judy. Richard Jewell was a yeah, bad movie too. I'll definitely accept that. Mine's the Irishman. So. <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. Sorry. I'm sorry. There's Wait, there's three more. Can I, can I shout out Ad Astra from two two questions ago? I really like that movie. I haven't watched it. Yet. Oh, I thought you were saying for worst. What? Oh. What? Rob, Rob hasn't watched okay. it. Don't worry. What? No, no, no. I said. I said. I thought you said that. I know. Worst. I know what you said. Don't worry. Oh. Oh no. 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 Yeah. Chris oh, didn't. I'm swear. just clearing. Chris is my friend. I don't want to have bad. We blood. clear the records. Uh, okay. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Most memorable singular scene from a uh, from an Oscar movie. Ooh. Uh, I'll jump. Uh, arguing scene in marriage. Yes. That was me too, Chris. That, me like, too, Chris. Sucked the life out of me. That was crazy. The end of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, so this is one that I put together some like possible things that I would have liked to add to the Oscars, and I came up with a category for like either best line, joke, or scene, and like you, we started doing nominations for that. Be sick. Um, I, I either have the. Even essentially anything associated with the "This is how I win" from Uncut Gems, <laughs> <laughs> and then essentially the uh, what are we having here? The the scenes from yeah at the end of Once Upon a Time when they ask, "Is everyone okay?" and he says, "Well, the hippies fucking are." <laughs> good shit. That's a good point. Yeah, I think the Marriage Story and Once Upon a Time yeah. for me as well. Uh, best. Uh, Best performance that didn't get nominated. We all agree, Adam Sandler? Yeah. Yeah. Or Lupita. That's just me. That's a good point. I'm surprised. Oh, well, true. I'm not really surprised because the Academy's racist, <laughs> but I'm surprised that she didn't get nominated. It's it, like, I, I don't uh, want to defend the Academy, a category, but for horror movies, you just don't see it too no, often. No, I know. I know. And, and No, we, we know. We understand, AJ. Thanks. Look, I d- <laughs> still should have got nominated. It doesn't make it... Just because we're not big Oscar buffs like you doesn't mean we can't think I will that. defend... The category, <laughs> <laughs> and the Hollywood Foreign Press. Uh, okay, last thing, last thing before we go. 
If you could recast any one actor in any of these Oscar movies, who would it be? Oh. And, and who who's replacing them? So like, for for example, if you wanted to recast um, Renee Zellweger and Judy. Yeah, that's what we want. With, <laughs> with, I, with Margot Robbie, because who cares? With Adam Sandler. <laughs> okay, so you know, um, in the Marriage Story, when Adam Driver finds the first. Like lawyer, he's a, the older guy. Really old. Working out. Alan Alda. I would replace. The goofy guy. I would replace yeah. him with Ike Barinholtz. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Chris wins. No one else can answer. Hey, can I give a quick Judy take? Are yeah. we sure Renee Zellweger wasn't just playing herself? She's kind of crazy. So we're Can't saying it should be a documentary. <laughs> Wait, who do you guys want to play Renee when the movie comes out? Judy. <laughs> Rest in peace. <laughs> Jennifer Tilly, because they're the same person. Anyways. Thanks for listening, uh, folks. I'm sorry that this wasn't about the NFL draft. And if you sat through this entire thing, good good for you. Uh, please give a round of applause to our guests, James Barber and Chris Matsugis. They'll be back in exactly one year <gasps> once again. Tell you about the Oscars. We, we got uh, renewed. And hey, hey, if you keep... We what? got the show renewed. We did good enough, Ralph. Yeah, because you know what happens is every year, as we lead up to it, I fucking hate it, and I tell myself we're not doing this next year, and then we get here and I fuck. Yes, there it goes. So yeah, I'm back in, and every you know what I think part of the problem is the Academy sucks at doing the nominations how I would do them, and so they could learn a thing from me, and I'd like it more if they listened to what I. Everyone said. sucks but you, Rob. We know. Retweet. Yeah, that's kind of been the overarching uh, plot of this show. Uh, hey, if you uh, continue to listen to the seven rounds that haven't going forward, we will cover all things NFL draft, and we won't talk about anything except NFL stuff for a very, very long time. I promise you that. Can't stop me. And uh, NFL Combine snubs coming up later in the week. Thanks for listening. Chris, James, last words? I love you. Go watch Logan Lucky. <laughs>